As is quite often the case in small households, it was soon spread about from scullery to nursery that Miss Prid had that afternoon received a letter bearing the frank of the Earl of Boskingram. This, in a household the size of Mrs. Winchell's, was cause for some excitement, although Miss Prid herself did not discover the letter until she returned, some two hours late, from a visit to the neighbouring Dumsford Parish, by which time all in the house, from Mrs. Winchell to Addie, the scullery maid, were agog to know what the note portended. On entering the house, Miss Prid was apprised no less than three times of the letter and its noble origin, and was directed to the drawing-room where her aunt was keeping the note for her. "'Dear child, come and see what has arrived. I'd no idea you had such connections.' Mrs. Winchell, a large, indolent woman, currently employed in toasting plump feet by the fire-dogs and tracing a silhouette from an outdated issue of La Belle Ensemble, waved her handkerchief, in what she imagined to be a suitably languid fashion, in the direction of the letter. A large, extremely orange, and plebeian cat stared balefully up at Miss Prid from the seat of the only other chair near the fire, Kubler, move, if you please, Mrs. Winchell commanded automatically, but not until Miss Prid switched at him with the famous envelope did the cat relinquish his throne. Good heavens, ma'am, an earl. I've no notion who belongs to such a household among my acquaintance. No, she continued positively, after a moment's reflection while wrestling with her bonnet. No, Alison Cartmel married the second son of a duke, and Maria Irvin married a baronet, and poor Claire Seabank has been engaged these last ten years, and more as a governess in Lady Amblemere's house. But no one that I know could procure a franc from an earl. I suppose I had best open it and find out. Since this was precisely what Mrs. Winchell and her entire household had been waiting for all afternoon, Miss Prid heard no objection. From the envelope a large, heavy card was produced, bearing the arms of the Earl of Boskingram. In a clear, secretarial hand, Miss Iphigenia Prid was bidden to the wedding of Miss Althea Irvin and Sir Tracy Callender, at the express wish of Margaret Dowager Countess Boskingram. Well, that makes all clear, doesn't it? Miss Prid exclaimed cheerfully, to the frustration of Mrs. Winchell, who was still uninformed as to the letter's content. Makes what clear? her aunt said helplessly. My child, nothing has explained anything to me. But Iphigenia was already halfway through the second note, a thin slip of paper, which had fallen from the envelope at the invitation's removal. At its completion, she briskly folded the note back into the envelope and launched into her story. The note is from Maria Bevan, ma'am, whom I knew as Maria Irvin at school. It seems that her sister, Althea, is to be married— and to the nephew of this Lady Boskingram, and I am invited, and to bear Mary company for a while. She seems to regard the whole affair as very trying, although if Lady Boskingram is to be responsible for the wedding, surely that is a trifle unusual, ma'am. And do you mean to go, Gina? Mrs. Winchell asked vaguely, trying to make some sense of this scattered narrative. Surely, Aunt Ellen, that's more your decision than mine— I should dearly love to go, but can you spare me? My dearest child, if Lady Boskingroom requires you, who am I to say her no?
Of course I cannot make much provision for your travel or your clothing or such expenses as... She began, as some of the negative aspects of her niece's absence began to dawn on her. Oh, no, ma'am, Miss Prid interrupted before her aunt could begin what would doubtless be a very long and detailed list. Only see, Mary says that a chaise can be sent for me, and my gown as an attendant upon the wedding party will be the gift of the bride. As well it might be, for if it is to be something grand out of reckoning, what use would it be for me, and what use would I have for it ever? Quite right, began her aunt, and— and I do have my own money, although I grant it is not much, but it should see me through a short visit, even if it is to London. So, you see, I shall be no charge upon you at all. As I said, Jenya, you may certainly go, although we shall be quite hard-pressed to do without you. Still, if you plan to be gone only a short time... Indeed, aunt.'